Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider get it done at the end of regulation and in overtime during a 4-3 win over the Buffalo Sabres. We talk about why this might have been the best game of the season for Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 968 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, So the Rangers go into the uh, holiday break here with quite an exciting victory. They go back and forth with the Buffalo Sabres, gave up a couple of leads, uh, but hung in there throughout the whole thing and eventually uh, posted a 4-3 overtime win thanks to a game-winning goal by Chris Kreider in the overtime period. A phenomenal individual uh, effort by Mika Zibanejad right before that to set that up. But we're actually getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because I definitely do want to uh, go ahead and and break down what I thought was just an excellent game from Mika and from Kreider. And really, I mean, they, they were great the entire game. Both of them end up with multi-point games, and that's all well and good and everything. But to me, maybe the most impressive thing that they did this entire game was at the end of the regulation period, the way they played there. The Rangers were down a man. They were shorthanded with, you know, two-something to go, and they got to kill off a, uh, a power play by Buffalo just to get into the overtime period. But... Kreider and Mika actually did one better, Mika specifically, because he ends up, while the Rangers are shorthanded, uh, drawing a penalty against the Sabres to uh, nullify the Sabres' power play and actually give the Rangers uh, a chance with their own power play. But again, to kind of just take it from the top here, at the end of regulation, uh, as far as everything that happened between the Rangers and Sabres here, again, they're tied 3-3 three to three at this point in the game. And you get a high stick off of a face-off at the red line. Uh, Barclay Goodrow called for the high stick. And Buffalo to the power play with 2.51 to go. The Rangers go with Truba, Lindgren, Mika, and Kreider. That really does seem to be the uh, preferred quartet as far as the penalty killers are concerned. Rangers have a lot of very capable penalty killers and a lot of guys you feel good about on the ice when they're down a man. But uh, this does seem to be like uh, the, the top penalty kill unit, if you will. And you get an early clear of the zone by Mika Zibanejad. And uh, by the way, the Ranger penalty kill, they mentioned this on the broadcast, up to number five in the league at this point. Uh, so truly establishing themselves, the Rangers, that is, as an elite special teams team. You know, they, they, they're they excellent on the power play. They were number one. I think they're probably still number one. Didn't check it this morning, but I think they're still number one. And the PK now up to number five. Uh, that's big when you can excel uh, in both of those situations. But you get Lindgren. Uh, he steals the puck and clears it. And then Mika gets to a loose puck, shoots just wide. Uh, you got Vincent Trocek with an excellent play. He tips the puck out of the Rangers zone. Uh, he actually moved in shorthanded, did Trocek, uh, while it was basically a one-on-four. He gained the blue line and had to go a little bit east-west, but you know that's understandable when you're by yourself and your team is shorthanded and you got four guys in front of you. But you know Trocek basically, again, he gains the blue line, moves to his left, and then passes back out of the zone to kill some time. Uh, the Rangers end up shooting it back down to uh, you know run a little more time off the clock there as far as uh, the Sabres' power play is concerned. 
And then Mika Zibanejad, he gets the puck, carries it into the offensive zone up the right side and draws a penalty against Dalene. And then he wasn't done yet. Mika Zibanejad actually, you know, during the delayed penalty here, makes a centering pass for Kreider, just couldn't quite connect there, uh, had a chance to score the game-winning goal right there near the end of regulation on a delayed penalty. But as it is, you know, you take the uh, you take everything the Rangers did here, basically. A lot of really good individual efforts, an excellent penalty kill, and it ends with Mika Zibanejad uh, drawing a penalty against the Sabres. So now let's reset a little bit. Kind of a chaotic situation there. There's 114 left in the game in regulation at this point. And now you're going to have a four-on-four for 24 seconds. Rangers will be on the power play after that. And if the game makes it to overtime, the Ranger power play will, of course, then continue into the overtime period. But the Rangers, four-on-four, they go Panarin, Mika, Fox, and Kreider. Uh, The Rangers do get on the power play with 46 seconds left in regulation. Uh, They get an offensive zone face-off win with 27 seconds left. Vincent Trocek won that face-off because, of course, he did. Uh, You know, he had Panarin with a shot from the blue line that had to be fought off. A um, couple of, you know, minor chances for the Rangers here at the end of regulation, but uh, did not score. It goes into overtime. And again, you cannot say enough about the job. I mean, again, Mika and Kreider, when when you think of this game, you kind of think of the overtime heroics because that's the last image of the game and it's an overtime winner and uh, that's all well and good. But this game doesn't even get to overtime. The Rangers don't even have a chance uh, to make it happen without, you know, some really good penalty kill work at the end of regulation there. And specifically uh, from Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Mika in particular drawing the penalty. So just an awesome job there. We get to overtime. And of course, that means that it will start uh, four on three in favor of the Rangers. And you've got Mika, Kreider, Panarin, and Fox. Uh, Mika with a uh, clean face-off win to start the overtime period. And the Rangers, you know, they're they're controlling in the offensive zone, getting a couple of opportunities. Um, you know, Fox with a pass to Panarin. Uh, Panarin with a shot from the high slot, but it was blocked. Uh, Panarin also passed to Kreider uh, during the power play. And unfortunately, uh, the puck went out of play with 4.04 left. So at this point, the power play had expired, and we go back to a three-on-three. And then, you know, just to kind of take you guys through the rest of the overtime period here, we get a breakaway for Middlestat, and he goes to his backhand. Igor makes a fantastic save there and denies him. Uh, Then Rangers go back the other way. Miller gets the puck over to Vincent Trocek. Trocek shoots the puck wide. The Sabres go the other way on a two-on-one rush. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beast when it comes to overtime hockey when it's three-on-three. But it's a two-on-one for the Sabres. Uh, Middlestat takes a shot. Kick save by Igor Shesterkin. Uh, you get a rebound for Tuck. Another pad save. Puck goes into the air. Keandre Miller is able to kind of glove it out of harm's way there. So all kinds of chaos here. And then finally, the big game winner uh, for Chris Kreider. You've got Fox passing up the ice to Kreider. Kreider goes in up the left side. Kreider passes over to Mika. Mika gets it back to Fox. Uh, Fox back to Mika. Mika's kind of up high in the offensive zone here. And Mika put a nasty move around a defender. Put a nasty move around the goalie, too. He actually drew the goalie way out of his crease. And, you know, basically the entire Sabres team that was on the ice here kept thinking that Mika was about to shoot it, and he just never did. And he got guys kind of flailing and pulled everybody out of position, including the goalie. Uh, Like I said, the goalie had to be a solid, you know, two or three feet out of his crease at this point. And Mika just never shot it, took the puck behind the net, pass in front to Kreider, and all Kreider has to do is just tap it uh, into the net. That's exactly what he did. And again, just an awesome win for the Rangers going into the break here. It wasn't perfect. Uh, We did have some situations where, Again, 
again, the Rangers were not sharp in the shift that followed a goal. Uh, specifically, you know, the Sabres got one back. It was 2 nothing Rangers. And two shifts later, about a minute later, the Sabres scored to uh, get back into the game at 2-1 to one in the first period. There's things you could nitpick, and I thought it was a little bit of a rough uh, night for the third pairing for the Rangers. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here as well. But for right now, to kind of keep the spotlight pointed at Mika and Kreider, again, I thought that this was a fantastic night for both of them. Mika ends up with a goal and two assists. Mika now has a seven-game point streak. He's got seven goals and six assists in that time. So Mika really starting to find it, really starting to heat up. And then you've got Kreider. He had a goal and an assist in this game. And in his last five games, three goals and five assists. And we talked about Blake Wheeler in our last episode as well. Uh, that line, again, looking better than it has all season. And uh, it's probably the way they're all playing. It's probably bought, Bla- bought Blake Wheeler. A little bit of a tongue twister there. It's probably bought Blake Wheeler a little bit more time on the first line there as they, uh, you know, continue to try to figure out who it's going to be on that top line right wing spot. It might be, you know, at the trade deadline, depending on what the Rangers do, you might see them bring somebody else in and maybe that player gets a crack there. But for right now, uh, everything clicking with Mika, Kreider, and Wheeler. Like I said, it's the best that that line has looked uh, the entire season. And it was funny after the game, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but Kreider was basically joking that uh, Mika Zibanejad just used him to complete his bank shot. Like he, he was basically putting over Mika there and talking about how Mika made everything happen on that play, which he did. Um, just an unbelievable play, faking everybody out of their skates and uh, drawing the goalie way out of his crease. So uh, Kreider was joking after the game that uh, Mika used him for a bank shot, which he, he sort of did, but um, great stuff. You know, again, it was not perfect, but really nice way to go into the break here. And, you know, for all of us, and I'm sure the players, I mean, if we as fans feel this way, I'm sure the players feel this way as well, but just feels so much better to not go into this uh, holiday break on a two-game losing streak. You get a, a win with some overtime excitement. That's an awesome way um, to go into this break here. And again, it, it's not the end of the world if the Rangers lose this game here. I mean, they'd obviously still have an excellent record, still be in first place in the Metro Division. But um, yeah, a little bit of a break here. You don't want to go in on a two-game losing streak. And to go in with an exciting win, uh, all the better for the Rangers and uh, for all of us Ranger fans as well. We're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to turn our attention to Braden Schneider and also Eric Gustafson. A little bit of a tough night uh, for that pairing. Also going to talk about Igor Shesterkin and his excellent performance in addition to uh, the heroic saves that he made in overtime that we already covered. We're going to get to all that fun stuff in just a second here. But first, definitely want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time than right here, right now, to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. I've got a friend, I've talked about this in the past, big New York Giants fan, always likes to bet against the Giants because as he explains it to me, something good happens no matter what. Either he wins his bet or he loses his bet, but his team still wins the football game. So uh, just kind of an idea to toss out for you guys there. But once again, visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
All right. We just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. So a little bit of a tough night, I I think for sure, for Braden Schneider and also to a lesser extent, Eric Gustafson as well. Just kind of shaky was the third pairing in this game. And I guess the one thing that kind of softens the blow for both of these guys, especially Braden Schneider, because it looked like, uh, you know, he was kind of down on himself on the bench a little bit. After the Sabres' third goal, you know, he was kind of hanging his head. And uh, Adam Fox actually gave him a tap on the back of the helmet, I think just kind of telling him to keep his head up and everything. But uh, he looked like he was taking it hard. Like I said, just a rough night. This pairing was on the ice for all three Sabres goals that were scored in the game. And as a result of that, Schneider and Gustafson uh, both come out of this game as minus threes. But to kind of break down the Sabres' goals here and try to assess, you know, how much of this really was on this pairing and if the benching late in the game of Schneider was warranted or not. Uh, I I believe he was benched. If he saw the ice after that third Buffalo goal, it was only very, very sparingly. I don't know that we saw him again after that. Um, But regardless, uh, the first Sabres goal, this one like didn't really look great for Schneider, but I don't know that this one was completely on him. Let let me kind of take it from the top here and explain what I mean. So again, this goal by the Sabres was scored about a minute after the Rangers made it to nothing and exactly two shifts later, because, you know, of course that's what would happen. The Rangers really have to figure that out. They just have to be better in the shifts that follow goal. But anyway, uh, Tuck basically gets past everybody, gets to the net. Uh, Truba initially prevented him from getting a shot away. And then Tuck tracked the puck down and shot right into Igor. Igor was down on the ice. So first of all, you already have to have Igor Shesterkin making a, a really nice save on the shift that follows a goal. But then the very next shift after this, you got Rasmus Dahlin scoring to cut the Ranger lead down to 2-1 to one with 3.23 left in the first period. And the reason I, I don't know that this is really on Schneider, it doesn't look good. The optics aren't good on this play. By that same token, you know, the puck is in the corner. Schneider gets over there. Delivers, you know, a decent hit, has, you know, takes the body. Um, He's pressing his guy up against the boards. He's kind of got him pinned to the boards. And I thought just a better play uh, by his opponent here, finding a way to still get his stick on the puck and, you know, pass it to the center of the ice. And um, Darlene was left way, way too open on this. So I think that's a little bit on Gustafson and also the, um, the other Ranger forwards that were out there during this play. But, you know, again, he... Schneider had his guy. He, he was on Greenway there. And like I said, Greenway just, I, I thought, made a better play and, and just found a way, even though Schneider was all over him, to get the puck uh, to the center of the ice. And Deline has a heck of a shot and took advantage of it there. Uh, now 2-1 to one in favor of the Rangers at that point in the game. So, again, the optics were not great here because, you know, Schneider had his guy and let him get the pass away anyway. I don't know. To me, this is one where you got to tip your hat uh, a little bit to the opponent. Um, the second goal, you've got the Sabres. Going through the neutral zone, this one was not good at all. So Sabres are going through the neutral zone. Uh, Quinn gets a short pass uh, on the left side there and basically just veers to his right to the center of the ice and shoots and scores. And there were a couple of Rangers there, most notably Braden Schneider. Schneider kind of got caught just sort of reaching for the puck and uh, just did not keep up with Quinn on this play. I'm not sure if maybe he was anticipating Quinn to do something else, uh, but not much resistance from Schneider. Gustafson was there too. Didn't really get a lot of resistance from him. And Brodzinski was there. You know, Brodzinski hustled on the back check. 
you know, to get back in position there, but didn't really make a play on the puck when it, it kind of looked like he could have. Um, so I, I would say this one's mostly on Schneider. It doesn't look good with him reaching for the puck there, but um, certainly the rest of the Rangers not blameless on this play either. And then the third goal, the one that tied the game in the third period, middle stat scoring with 13 minutes to go. Uh, Gustafson went to get the puck in the Rangers zone. You know, the Sabres had dumped it into the zone and you know, picks up the puck while going around behind the Ranger net and then plays it behind his back to Schneider. So Schneider in a little bit of a tough spot here. Um, but by that same token, I, I think Gustafson did what he had to do there. Um, Schneider tries to basically play the puck around the boards and, and presumably get it um, to a teammate up the boards on the other side. And unfortunately, the pass is deflected. It goes off the boards. It goes in front of the net. And uh, the Sabres are able to score there. So that one was not good by Schneider at all. Uh, and that's when Adam Fox kind of gave him a little bit of a helmet tap on the bench, you know, telling him to, to keep his head up. Um, unfortunately, look, it, it's a rough game. It's a rough game for Braden Schneider, for sure. Um, it's also a rough game for Augustuson. Didn't think he played very well either. So it is what it is. I, I know some Ranger fans are definitely going to be on Braden Schneider for this. I saw a couple of people floating the idea of maybe giving Schneider a game off, maybe making him a healthy scratch for a game. Uh, I would not do that. It's one thing, like, if the Rangers were playing tonight, if, say, like, last night was the first game of a back-to-back -back, and now they have another game tonight, Maybe you give him a game, just let him clear his head a little bit. But the bottom line, the Rangers won this game. They're going into a holiday break here. Let everybody just kind of get away from it for a couple of days. And when, when they come back, you know, it's going to be four days later. They played this game on Saturday. They don't play again until Wednesday. Four days later, I think Brandon Schneider comes back. You start fresh. I don't see any reason to make him a healthy scratch uh, for this game. Um, you know, Zach Jones is is there if you want to go that route, but I, I just don't think it's necessary. I don't think that Brandon Schneider has struggled to the degree that Ranger, uh, some Ranger fans would have you believe. Uh, this is a bad game for Schneider. I don't think there's any, any way around that. Um, but let him come back. Let him answer the bell. Let him kind of get back on his feet. And knowing Peter Laviolette, or, I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but the way he operates, I think that's exactly what he'll do. I, I think he'll you know, kind of give Schneider a chance to, to kind of redeem himself a little bit there, give him a little bit of a reprieve, and um, you know, let him let him put his best foot forward and, and see if he can answer um, – answer the bell here after having what was obviously uh, a weak game, a tough game, tough night for Braden Schneider. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention here, I just want to throw this out there. The Will Cooley fight, there was a lot of chaos going on at this point in the game as well. Basically, Cooley knocks his guy to the ice with a big hit behind the Buffalo net. Uh, he gets challenged to a fight by Johnson. They drop the gloves. Johnson gets the early advantage, but Cooley came back nicely in this fight, got a couple of body blows, and then um, you know they, they keep kind of trading punches and Cooley sends Johnson down to the ice. They both get the five minutes, but Johnson gets the additional two minutes and um, just loses his mind and, you know, actually goes back out onto the ice, which you're not allowed to do. He's cursing out the refs and he ends up getting 17 minutes of penalty time. Does Johnson, you know, the, the, the five minutes for fighting the 10 minute instigator and, uh, or the 10 minute misconduct rather. And the two minute instigator, Jeff Skinner in the middle of all this also got a 10 minute misconduct. Apparently, uh, he had been chirping the referees all night, and I guess they decided that they had heard about enough of that. So just kind of a chaotic situation. But Will Cooley you know, continues to play an impressive game. He doesn't have, like, the, the gaudy offensive numbers, but he can chip in there every now and then, and he goes out there and plays a very physical game every single night. Uh, you know he's there if you're an opponent. He, he lays it in there when it comes to his hits. He did the same thing here. And uh, as we've seen a couple of times, uh, he'll fight when the occasion calls for it as well. Gritty player and um, somebody that, you know, has really carved out a nice role for himself in his rookie season uh, with the Rangers. So, got to keep everything rolling in just a second here. 
I'm going to shift our attention to Igor Shesterkin and some of his heroics in this game and uh, just the collective sigh of relief that we can all have as Ranger fans knowing the Igor Shesterkin is back to being Igor Shesterkin. We're going to get to that in just a second. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. Awesome feature, by the way, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without all those annoying hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. Shift our attention to Igor Shesterkin. I think at this point, you know, I know he gave up three goals in this game, but he was also outstanding, made some phenomenal saves, uh, the most notable of which we already covered in the overtime period there. But you look at what Igor's done in his last three games here. Um, he, he's feeling it. You know, he goes into Boston, beats the Bruins, only allows one goal in that game, goes into Toronto, beats the Maple Leafs, only allows two goals in that game. And then, yes, he did allow three goals in this game. I, th- I think his defense kind of betrayed him at times in this game. We've already been over that. Um, but regardless, uh, he was still excellent in this game. Ends up stopping 27 of 30 shots and uh, made some big saves in some big spots in this one as well. And of course, most notably, the aforementioned overtime period. But he was on his game pretty much from the opening faceoff. You know, he made a couple of tough saves early in this game during a scramble. Second period, Rangers got off to a little bit of a rough start in the second period. Really nice save against Skinner uh, in deep, less than a minute into the second period. Uh, We also had Olofsson. Uh, He zips up the right side to the net. Igor makes a point-blank save against him, and we get some big Igor chance at this point in the game uh, late in the second period, and Igor actually made another save right at the buzzer of the second period to preserve the Rangers' lead for the time being. Uh, There was also, in the third period, I mean, this is when he was at his best. He just got better and better as this game continued. There was actually an instance where uh, he lost his stick and then it looked like he actually blockered the puck away. Puck was in the air at that point. And then we also, he really bailed out Vincent Trocek here, which is awesome to see because uh, Trocek has been so, so good for this team. I thought he had another excellent game in this one, but he did have a little bit of a hiccup here with the Rangers on the power play. Game was tied 3-3 at this point. Third period, getting pretty late. Trocek's got the puck, you know, just inside the, Buffalo blue line. He's trying to maneuver at the blue line there without obviously giving up the offensive zone. He gets the puck poked away from him. Uh, Tuck goes in all alone, goes to the backhand. Igor stayed with him all the way, turned it aside. Igor just gave him nothing here. There was nowhere to put this puck. Uh, Great save. And Igor made at least two saves on breakaways. And I want to say actually three saves for Igor Shesterkin uh, on breakaways in this game. And as far as, you know, how the Rangers are going to divvy up, you know, goalie minutes going forward, Igor's still your guy. I've been saying that all along. Look, he had the injury. He obviously struggled for a while when he came back. It's awesome that the Rangers have gotten what they've gotten out of Jonathan Quick. That's really been a cool story and a feel-good story and a, a story that, a, as a Ranger fan, has been a lot of fun to track this season. But Igor is still the guy. There's no goalie controversy. There never was a goalie controversy. This would have had to go on forever. Like, Igor would have had to struggle for a long time long, long time. And Igor would have still, or rather quick would have had to 
been playing at a Vezina level for a long, long time before we even have that conversation. But the bottom line, uh, Jonathan Quick, yes, he stepped in, and that was awesome that he kind of pick up the slack while Igor was scuffling a little bit. It's always nice to have a good backup goalie. But again, the Igor struggles, they, they were never really that much of a concern for me. Did it go on for a little bit longer than I thought that it would? Yeah, probably. You know, that, that did seem to last for a little while after he came back uh, from the injury. But again, he has been excellent against, uh, you know, two elite teams, elite offensive teams in the Bruins and the Leafs. And, you know, the Sabres, you look at them, they're down in the standings and you think like, oh, it's the Sabres. You know, they haven't made the playoffs in 12 years or whatever it is now. But uh, they played very well in this game. It seems like a scrappy team. It's a young team that obviously has a lot of talent, a lot of really dangerous shooters on the Sabres. Sam and Joe were talking about that in the game as well. But for Igor to come up the way that he has in the last three games, it's awesome. And if you were worried about Igor Sesterkin, hopefully uh, you're you're kind of starting to breathe a little bit easier now and starting to trust the fact that Igor Sesterkin is back to being the goalie uh, that we all know and love. And, you know, again, no goalie at any level on this planet is above the occasional, you know, rough stretch of play. It's going to happen from time to time. And Igor went through it. And at this point, certainly seems like he's out of it. It's not to say that he won't have another rough game the entire rest of the season. But, you know, it's very, very rare going into a game. When you've got Igor Shesterka in net, you can look at the other side of the rink and think like, oh, man, their goalie situation is better than ours. That's a luxury Ranger fans have been enjoying for a long time between Igor Shesterkin and Henrik Lundqvist, and it's not something to be taken for granted. And uh, again, just looks like Igor Shesterkin is, is back to his old self uh, at this point. A couple other things I wanted to mention here before we uh, call it a day. So let me just point this out here because I, it's a stat that I go back to every now and then, but it is one that I still think deserves attention. So Rangers at this point have played 32 games this season. They are 23-8-1, obviously very, very impressive start to the season for the Rangers. And I mean, we're getting to the point, we're, we're not too far away from the halfway point through the season. The Rangers have lost a grand total of just nine games. They are the last team in the NHL to not lose double-digit games. And the stat that I love and the one I keep going back to that I mentioned just a second ago, they have lost consecutive games only once the entire season, the Rangers. Uh, that's really impressive when you're at the 32-game mark. And that also means for the Rangers that since they've lost nine games and they've only lost back-to-back -back games once, they are now 8-1 and one in games that follow a loss. And that's a really, really good sign. That's a team that... Uh, seems to be a high character team, a team that when it doesn't have a good game, when it doesn't play so well, they, they're hungry to come back and fix it in the next game. Bottom line, you get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. No team is going to go 16-0. and No team is going to have a cakewalk to the Stanley Cup. It's just not going to happen. Um, you are going to, no matter who you are, no matter what team you are, what seed you are, what conference you play in, what division, all that stuff, no matter what, if you're going to go on a run in the playoffs, if you're going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and ultimately win the Stanley Cup, you're going to face some adversity at some point in the playoffs. You're going to get knocked down at a certain point in the playoffs. Can you get back up? Can you answer the bell? Can you you know, lose game three and fall behind 2-1 in the series and then come back in game four and absolutely dominate and take control of that series back? Can you come through in a situation like that? Well, the Rangers, and yes, the playoffs are completely different animal, completely different beast, but the Rangers have shown an ability all throughout the season, when they lose, they come back very strong in the following game, and they almost always win that following game. And again, when you're going through four rounds of the playoffs, every round best of seven, when you lose a big game, can you come back in the next one and get the job done and play your absolute best brand of hockey? Playoffs are different than the regular season, but right now there's evidence to suggest the Rangers can indeed do that. And again, that's an excellent sign for this team uh, moving forward. A couple other things I just wanted to mention here real quick. 
Jacob Truba and his wife, they talked about this during the broadcast, donated $100,000 to the Garden of Dreams Foundation. I mean, that one pretty much speaks for itself. That's that's just incredible generosity from the two of them. And yeah, of course, you know, the two of them, they, they do just fine for themselves and that's all well and good. But um, there's people that aren't going to do that. You know, there's, there's people that probably make more than they do that would never even think about doing that. So that's just incredible generosity from Jacob Truba and his wife giving $100,000 to the Garden of Dreams Foundation. And I also have to call some attention to this. Uh, there was a segment on there, really cool, like animated segment. I think it was during the second period, uh, the Vinball Wizard. It was like a giant animated pinball machine. And it was done uh, to give props to Vincent Trocek and kind of highlight the season that he's had for the Rangers so far. And uh, you cannot say enough about how well Vincent Trocek has played in all facets of the game for this team. But yeah, Vinball Wizard and some of the stats they were throwing at us, I think really kind of illustrate what a well-rounded player that he really is. It's something that we've talked about before on this podcast, but listen to all these uh, very unique stats here in which Vincent Trocek uh, leads the Rangers or is, is close to leading the Rangers. So he leads all Ranger forwards in time on the ice. And that's something we've talked about before as well. It seems like on a nightly basis, the forward most likely to lead the Rangers in ice time is Vincent Trocek. He goes out there, goes to work every single night. So he uh, does lead all Ranger forwards in time on the ice. He also leads the Rangers in takeaways. Uh, again, excellent defensive player is Vincent Trocek. He also leads the Rangers in primary assists. And of course, he has the second best face-off winning percentage in the NHL. I mean, that's a really well-rounded player. So again, to recap here, leads the Rangers in time on the ice, leads them in takeaways, leads them in primary assists, and the second best face-off man in the NHL. Those are all stats that, I mean, one almost has nothing to do with the other, right? And then and that just kind of goes to show, again, what a well-rounded player uh, Vincent Trocek truly is. I just wanted to point that out. And uh, again, can't say enough about the job that he's done for the Rangers so far this season. Figure we could pretty much call it there. Happy holidays to everybody uh, watching this, listening to this, whatever it might be. We're going to be back here with a uh, new episode probably probably on Wednesday. Tuesday night is a possibility, but I, I, think, uh, I think Wednesday is probably more likely. So definitely going to look forward to that. And uh, we'll continue throughout the uh, the rest of the week, as we always do with uh, daily episodes of Locked On New York Rangers. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.